0: Welcome to Evolutionary Exchanges, a podcast from Evolution Partners, which dives deeper into the lives of our team and guests. Our goal is to go beyond what you can find online and to introduce you to our firm and some of the issues that we're helping to address. You'll hear about some of the extraordinary work they're involved with, as well as gaining insight into who they are.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Evolutionary Exchanges. This is the first episode of what we hope is a kind of short series on cultural traditions that we have among our team here at Evolution Partners. So for this first episode, we actually are going to concentrate on Greek Easter, which was actually this weekend that just passed, even though most other denominations had it almost a month ago now. I'm Alex. I'm an analyst here at the firm and I'm actually Armenian Orthodox, but my mother is Greek, and so I've had the opportunity to grow up with this culture. And I'm actually joined by Dimitrios. Hi, Dimitrios.
0: Hi, Alex. I'm Dimitrios Perdikoulis, head of operations at Evolution Partners. My parents are Greek. I'm Greek Orthodox, but I've experienced Greek Easter in many different parts of the world, mainly because I was brought up in Kinshasa in the DRC and Maputo, Mozambique. Over the course of seven years in the DRC, eight years in Mozambique, and then moved to Greece. So I've also experienced Greek Easter in Greece. I've also experienced it in Amsterdam and London. And over the last couple of years, I've been in Hong Kong. And now without travel, I haven't been able to go back for this Easter, which is a bit sad, but it makes you reflect on the times you had together with your family and your friends. And I, that's something i definitely like to touch upon.
1: Yeah, that conversation we just had about reflecting on time spent with family and friends, That I don't know how much other denominations really have Easter like Greeks do. Because the closest thing that I can compare Greek Easter to, to a UK celebration would actually be Christmas, what Christmas is in the UK. It's definitely the biggest celebration in Greece. It's actually from Thursday through to Sunday, There are church services that are actually live streamed on TV. All the shows that are normally on stop and you just have all of these live streams of the church services over the four days from different churches around the world. I think it's important for people to realize that for Greeks, Easter is kind of, you eat with family, everyone meets up, it's a big family tradition. Talk to me about what that kind of experience outside of Greece is.
0: I think family is definitely the focal point of celebration during Easter. It really gives us an opportunity to reflect on the year. It also gives us an opportunity to reflect in terms of our faith. Uh, Many people may not know, but the Greek identity is very much intertwined with Greek Orthodoxy. So Greek Easter for us is very much about spending time with family, going to church, showing compassion, fasting. We obviously have 40 days of fasting up to Easter Sunday.
1: Have you ever done the full 40 days?
0: I think I have done it. And I say I think because I was much younger and living with my parents and having my mom be in charge of everything really helps. And I think The beautiful thing about Easter back home for me, and home in this case really implies wherever my family was, is getting that time to be with mom, dad, my younger brother, really getting to experience the traditions, the fasting. It's been very hard to fast, being far from Greece and being far from family, because You can feel that you're not really immersed in the experience, and that's not really an excuse. Anybody can fast if they choose to fast, but it's very different if you're doing that with your family, if you have that collective experience of going to each other's homes, eating traditional food, experiencing church services, really being a part of something that is bigger than just yourself. So I look back with many fond memories because Mozambique didn't have a very big Greek community, but there were quite a few of us. So we'd go to church and we'd have meals together. Easter Sunday was always memorable. And as a family, we really emphasized Greek tradition because it was a way for us to essentially maintain our our values. At home, we always spoke Greek, and this all ties into being able to not lose out on the values that our grandparents have passed on to our parents and the values that our parents have now passed on to us, and hopefully one day we'll be able to pass on to the next generation. So it's really about the collective. It's also about the entire nation, so to speak, and not only Greeks, because as you've mentioned, you're Armenian Orthodox, and there are many parallels. There's Russian Orthodoxes who celebrate, and there's um, Serbian Orthodox as well. So it's, it's really about that denomination, so to speak, across the world. And I'd also like to say that often coincides, actually. I think the norm is for it to coincide with when everybody else celebrates Easter. Sometimes, though, there is a month difference in terms of when we celebrate it. So that's just something to note for anybody one ring
1: I googled it it's because the orthodox calendar is a slightly different calendar that's why you get that I think it's every four years it's one month apart and then the rest of the time it more coincides and um, so you mentioned some of the traditions so I, I thought I'd share kind of some of the traditional foods, some of the traditional things that happen We've already mentioned there's that 40-day fast, which gets more and more stringent as you get closer. I've never done the full 40 days. My grandfather was a priest, so my dad and my grandfather have done the full 40 days. I've only, when I was younger, would do the final two weeks where it was basically, the way we did it was, it was a completely vegan diet. So like I mentioned, it's a four-day celebration and there is a church service each of those four days. But interestingly, and this is very Greek, rather than the main Easter service of Christ's resurrection, rather than that being on a normal time on a Sunday, it's at midnight on Saturday night, which is very, very Greek. I guess the, the thing that people will probably most know about Orthodox Easter is the red eggs at the dinner table. We all have an egg and we, we say Christos Anesti, Alithos aneste, and we'd crack each other's eggs you get one egg from the church on that Saturday service. There is obviously a religious reason behind it, but as kids, or the way I grew up, I didn't know the religious reason behind it until a couple of years ago. It's just a fun game of who can not break their egg, basically, and being Greek, obviously, there's lots of amazing food. There's a thing called a tsureki, which is, I don't know how you describe it, but it's just kind of sweet bread. It's really nice.
0: It's the best brioche you will ever find in your life. That's how I describe it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's it. That is it. That's exactly. I, had, I asked
0: my mom to send me Greek tsureki and it came about a week ago. Nice. So I had my last tsureki uh, yesterday. And so that's another thing. There isn't a Greek who lives abroad that doesn't receive a care package during Easter. I think it's, it's fundamental in terms of ensuring that we maintain these traditions. So we made our own eggs here at home My mom did try and send me the dye. But unfortunately, DHL told her that she couldn't send that because it wasn't uh, under the permitted goods to send abroad. So I had to go out and find my own food colouring here. Made some eggs. And then I'm just looking at my basket right now. There's lacta chocolate, which is as Greek as it gets. There is different kuluria, which is Greek biscuits that we usually have with or coffee. There's tsureki. I have my labada, which is essentially a candle. So essentially you get that either from your parents or your godparents usually. And it can be a very, very, very big candle. We're talking about half a meter or, or, or bigger as well. Or it can be a smaller candle, which you then take to the service with you that evening, as you've mentioned, Saturday midnight. You get the light and you bring that light back home, which may be something you can talk about. And we usually make a cross with the light outside our door. I'm not sure if you've done that before. We've done this in Mozambique and Congo. I haven't done that in HK. I'm not sure my landlords would be very happy with that. But essentially, you bring the light from church in your labada, which is a candle that's being given to you by your godparents. A very traditional. And these labadas have different decorations. So you can get some for kids, you can get some for adults. And then you bring back and you make a cross right outside your door on the ceiling. Essentially, you're protecting your home and your space and bringing uh, the divinity into your own home.
1: Yeah, and that lambada actually is, it's always the kid's job. The kid will get the lambada from, like you said, the parents, the godparents, the grandparents. And it's always the kid that will bring it back to the house. We would always keep that candle as long as it could stay lit in kind of just the front room. Like you said, that lambada can be massive. And you mentioned getting the care package around the world. And and especially with COVID, that's been kind of emphasized. So most of my family live in Greece or in Istanbul. And my mom was on all of these Turkish websites where she could send people tureka and and eggs and, and all of this care package. All of Sunday was spent on FaceTime, talking to each other, uh, wishing each other Kalopaska, Pascha, because it, it really is... Normally, what the real tradition should be, and I also haven't spent that much time living in Greece, I've lived in London, Cairo, other countries where it's not so much your family that you can connect with, but you just connect with the entire Greek community that's in the area. But normally on Sunday, people will go back to their family home. So Athens will basically empty out. Everyone goes back to their original Horia, which means village in Greek. And there's a full village fete is probably the best way I could describe it. It's just a big party in the village, in the village square. And it's exactly as fun as it sounds. And then lamb. Lamb is very important on Sunday. I don't know if you had your lamb this Sunday.
0: We did. We went to a Greek restaurant here in Hong Kong. It wasn't quite the full experience, It's interesting you say that because usually we start cooking the lamb. I say we usually start. I'm never part of that. I usually just show up around noon to eat the lamb. But I know that (laughs) the the older generation loves to start the day at 5, 6 a.m. They prep the lamb. Lamb goes on the fire and it's just essentially by the time the lamb gets on the table, everybody's already full because they've been having some lamb while it cooks. Because the most amazing part of this whole celebration is cutting a piece while it's cooking, making sure it's cooking well, enjoying snacks, enjoying the company. And by the time you get to the table, there's just so much food and you've already been eating while the lamb is cooking. So you realize, okay, you have leftovers for at least another three weeks, which is also very typical. Again, lamb plays a very, very important role. It's just great to hear your experiences because the point of this podcast and this mini-series is to share the different cultural experiences that team members of Evolution Partners experience and have experienced and it's just great to know that you're living in the UK you have Greek family you're Armenian you have family in Turkey as well it it doesn't get more diverse than that I mean when it comes to Easter you are the epitome of diversity Alex
1: (laughs) it's interesting that it's not like we're both born in Athens have lived in Athens our whole life and that's why why our traditions would be the same like you said I'm very this very diverse kind of background in terms of Greek Easter, and so are you having lived in grown up in Mozambique and Congo and but we immediately know exactly what the traditions are and we've lived them and maybe slightly differently but we've really lived them in a very similar fashion and I think that's the biggest thing about Greek East is it's so important that it is just such a shared part of our Greek identity.
0: I couldn't agree more. and I'd say one main realization for me this Easter is that I really want to get more involved in terms of understanding our traditions, in terms of making sure things are scheduled with regards to the fasting, taking a more proactive approach, not, not just enjoying the food and drink when it's there ready for you. And served on the table, so to speak, which is something we've really been accustomed to growing up with our family, traveling to Greece for Easter. Now that I can't have that, so to speak, because of travel restrictions, because I'm getting older, it's important for me to take a more proactive approach with regards to our traditions. And so I was speaking to my mom a couple of weeks ago and I said, Next year, I want to take that approach. I want to know why we're doing those things um, and to just really be immersed in the experience as opposed to just doing it because everybody else is doing it. So it's really important for us because, again, as I mentioned earlier, it's, it's our values which are then reflected in our personal relationships and our professional relationships. Everything is interlinked. So what you're given through your family is what you then give to the people around you. So, so the better your values, the, the bigger your impact can be. And when I say better, it doesn't have to do with religion, so to speak, but it's just, you know, the compassion, the forgiveness, the love, the time to reflect um the spiritual work that some people may choose to do if if that's something they feel can benefit them etc
1: this is where ah uh, yayas papudes theas, theus. this is um all of those words are words for greek words for grandma auntie uncle granddad our, our elders that's where they come in um, I spent an hour speaking to my grandmother in preparation for this podcast to find out a bit more about exactly why we do all the traditions. and so we hope that we've served that purpose a little bit on this podcast. we've we've helped educate you a little bit. I hope you were interested in in finding out about our our cultural celebration that we had. like we learned from our Theus, We hope that we've um we've somehow managed to increase your understanding a bit. Thank you so much, Demetrios. This was so much fun.
0: Thank you very much, Alex, and thanks again for another great idea for the mini-series on, on celebrating culture at Evolution Partners through
1: Evolutionary Exchanges. Thank you so much. Kalo pasca to all of you. We'll see you soon on another episode of Evolutionary Exchanges.